Dios tan feo. Yes. Yes. As old as me. 60. Right, are we... Uh, 60 years old. 60, yeah. Are we nearly there? We are, I think. Welcome to the MovieVille.org podcast episode number 54. Yes, welcome Movie Reveal. We are uh, reviewing Martin Freeman disaster movie. Captain America's sidekick Black Panther, where he's not got much free time, Martin Freeman, and main protagonist Andy Serkis dies early, then extras all fight. Uh, I'm Karun, and this is Alexei. Uh, I've brought him over from the Soviet part of Russia. We don't get this film. Uh, Strange film. I'm still trying to understand the language barriers that we have it's been a week and I'm still trying to understand the accent. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> this is going to be a fun episode. Yes. You, you can cut that whole thing out if you want. Um, Very fun. We'll leave it in. It's good. <laughs> I, I do wonder how this film is being received in okay. there. <laughs> Other parts of the film. Uh, uh, of the world, sorry. Yes. Um, we've got, I mean... Wow, what are we talking about today? I don't know, you were referring to a film. Which film were you talking about? Captain America Sidekick Black Panther. Full title. It's <laughs> a good accent. I like that. It's good. You could play generic Russian guy four on any movie now and you'd be there. <laughs> I don't think the visuals would work. <laughs> like that, that Russian guy, he's, he's from out really far east. It's fine, they did it in Ghost in the Shell. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we are talking about Black Panther, of course. Uh, it's going to be a, we're going to try and kind of not rush through the first half, but we're going to talk about the stuff we want to talk about. And then the, the focus will be on Black Panther because there's, there's much to talk about because a, a lot has happened since the last episode. Um, so, um, we are going to get straight into it. Okay. Uh, what else are we talking about? I'm going to talk about some bits. Uh, I am going to, please forgive me, talk about Syria. It's okay. Uh, because, you know, no one wants to talk about Syria. Someone needs to. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's a program, a documentary thing missing somewhere saying nobody wants to talk about Syria. Yes. Nobody loves Syria. Yep. Uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, that was my bad. So last ep- I might as well get out of the way now. Last okay. episode, uh, we talked about the Ready Player One trailer, and I said that it was Harley Quinn and Deadpool walking out of the club in the trailer. Okay. Uh, it was in actuality Deathstroke. And Holly Quinn. Um, oh, right. Y'all look alike. <laughs> well, I not not mistake, I haven't made before either with Green Arrow and Green Lantern. Oh, green words. Green words. How you doing? All right, good. Um, We've got some films to talk about too. We do have plenty of films to talk about. And as usual, some TV movies. Yes. Which we're allowed to talk about because they're movie-esque TV programs, which is, you know, like movies, kind of. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I've been quite excited about this episode. Yeah, me too. It's I've going been, to be good. I think this is the first episode. It's going to be good. So let's talk about the other things first. 
you watch the Oscars? I didn't watch them, but I... Neither did I. Good. Uh, I, I saw... We've discussed this before yeah. and how they don't really hold much weight, in our opinions, um, when it comes to the what? importance of... Not even the International Diversity Oscars. Is that a thing? Well, that's basically what happened, isn't it? Um, any film with any level of diversity yep. won an Oscar, yep. uh, especially if the actors were like more mature. Yes. In fact, one of them was actually called Old Man. Which one? Gary Old Man. Oh, okay. Right. No? No, no. no. Yeah. yeah, that works. He won for that war criminal glamorization film. What's it called? Um, war and Peace? No. Churchill. That's it. Is that what it's called? No, it's called um, Darkest Hour. <laughs> Certainly was for some people. <laughs> Ouch. Oh my God. But not a film that we'll be watching or talking about. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, that won something. Um, we've, we've, we've spoken about this at length. We've talked about kind of how, when it comes to our opinions on films and, and how we choose films, the Oscars... They're not something we go to when we're going to watch a film. We have formed our own opinion and the Oscars have become a glamorized popularity contest. In saying that, last year's Moonlight fiasco, let's call it, um, was a, a step in the right direction for films that represented people of color. Um, so when stuff like that happens, it's always a positive thing. And then we have this year's Oscars, um, the lowest on record, uh, lowest rated re- on record, by the way, um, which is also interesting. Uh, we had Phantom Thread, your favorite film, that one. I like that. I, li- I like that film. You're never going to watch it, are you? No, I, really can't. I can't bring myself to it. won uh, Best Costume Design, which is fantastic. Because it was a film about a costume designer. The irony. Best makeup and hair, one darkest hour. Um, best supporting actor. Yep. Sam Rockwell for three billboards. Okay, so that I, I that's that's what that's good. I agree with that one. That was okay. awesome. Yep. You were enthralled by him. I do. I I, I watched Seven Psychopaths again the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I love that film. It inspires me to write every time I watch that film. Yep. Um. And Sam Rockwell is just, he's an extension of his character in Three Billboards. Right. Um, so that was good. Um, Shape of Water won Best Production Design mm. and also Best Picture, I believe. Is that right? So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about Get Out. That won Best uh, best, best Original Screenplay. What? Not comedy? Not comedy, no. Or musical. Um, what they was... gave it an actual award for an actual category that it should be in. Yes. Wow. That's absolutely different. Um, cinematography was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. That was all, that was good. Remember me from Coco won best song. Oh, that's nice. Shape of Water won best director. Yep. I, that's uh, uh. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah, go on. Best actress won Frances McDormand. So who was the best actress? Frances, in my opinion. No, you said the best actress won Frances McDormand. 
Oh, sorry, I didn't know that? you could win her. Oh, okay. This is awesome. Brands I'm going to go into that competition. <laughs> uh, and she made an interesting speech. Do you see the speech? No, I heard it was controversial or something. Yeah, it, it, it was. Um, and what will be interesting to see is see how, how many people are going to follow up or how many performers are going to follow up. So um, did you hear? So I'll, I'll narrow it. I'll just make it short for you. So she said two words and she said inclusion rider. Do you know what that is? You know what a rider is, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, a rider is basically essentially like a, a contract that a an actor can put in whatever the crap they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, whether it's they want like all red Skittles in a bowl before they come onto set and all this, whatever, literally anything they want, they can put into this contract uh, and that's called a rider. Now, an inclusion rider basically says that a certain number of uh, cast and crew have to be of a minority. Yeah. Um, which is an amazing idea on paper, but whether people are going to be following it through is a different thing. So I was listening to a podcast today and they were they gave an example of Martin Scorsese, who's obviously been collaborating with the same people for however many odd years he's been collaborating with. Yeah. Now, is this guy going to trust somebody he's never worked with all of a sudden because of an inclusion writer? So now Francis McDormand wants to, wants to go on a Scorsese film and she says, uh, no thanks, I've got this clause in my contract that says this. Yeah. Is he going to allow that? So that's a, that's the other interesting thing that will be to see. I think it's going to be more of a, a work in progress thing rather than a happening straight away. Okay. So that was interesting. Um, the other thing was two other things happened. Ryan Seacrest. Do you see this? No. So Ryan Seacrest was on the red carpet. Um, People were avoiding him. Right. Do you know why people were avoiding him? No. Okay. So uh, there was some sexual... Uh, Ryan! Sexual assault. Oh, did he do something? Say something? He accused did of something? He's done things in the past. Uh, I've, I pulled up this article from Variety. Um, it says... Oh, God. Uh, go it's again. a quote here. Yeah. Okay. According to a November letter from Hardy's attorney. So Hardy is the um, lady he was working with. Um <laughs> According to a November letter from Hardy's, uh, Susie Hardy, her name was, Hardy's attorney addressed to a cable channel E, E cable channel, it's called Parent NBC, blah, 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 blah. The job became an ordeal as Seacrest subjected Hardy to years of unwanted sexual aggression. Oh my God. Uh, grinding his erect penis against her, wa- against her while clad only in his underwear, groping her vagina, and at one point slapping her buttock so hard that it left a large welt still visible hours later. Anyway, so this news dropped. Hang on, hang on. What, what, what? This is, hang on. What? When? How? How can that happen? That's a sexual assault unless they're in a room and she's consenting adult, etc. Yep. So this happened in 2013. Um, how? What? Okay. what? Just at the studio with people watching? Or how, how? It must have been in a, uh, his, what do you call it? Changing room. So, so she, she was at the time she was a single mother with a preschool-aged daughter when she landed a job at Ryan Seacrest as Ryan Seacrest's personal stylist for oh E! News word. in 2007. The position provided good pay and a schedule that would allow her to pick up a child from school most workdays. Oh, Jesus. Wow, okay. Right. Fair enough. So this ended in 2013. Yep. From 2007 to 2013. That's long. Anyway, so obviously this news dropped. I think it was like late last year or might have been early this year. And as a result, people were avoiding him, I'm assuming because of this, on the red carpet. 
uh, which is these really weird. Have because- crazy. What's wrong with they turn up to these events after having public? I, wow, this is. I can't. I can't. I can't even. Um, but what was interesting now uh, is news is coming out that he might be getting pulled from red carpet coverage altogether. Right. Oh, um, was he? Okay, fine. He was, I you understand. Know, the yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Um, so that was really funny well, to he watch. Was one of those guys. Yeah, but um, it was nice. It was nice to see people getting justice. Um, <laughs> All right. So the other thing that happened, which yeah. was really interesting, I'm not sure if you saw this, was uh, Emma Stone. Uh, I didn't see anything. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I heard something. <clears throat> she was presenting the Best Director Award, I believe. Yeah. And um, before she introduced the directors, I think I believe it was five directors. So yeah. Um, what was who were the directors? Uh, is that re- is that her real name, Emma Stone? I'm sure it's not. It's a rock solid name, isn't it, Emma Stone? Yes, rock solid. Uh, so Paul Thomas Anderson, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Guillermo. Greta Gerwig, Christopher Nolan, and Jordan Peele were the directors. Right. And so as she as she was about to best pres- director, yeah, which was won by Greta. Go no, it wasn't. Uh, Guillermo. Guillermo. Um, she announced the category as. Yep. <laughs> this is a small quote. These four men and Greta Gerwig. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have lost their shit over this because not only uh, I think they described it as white feminism. So what? Yeah. She overlooked the minority ethnic directors um, and went straight for the lady who was white and it felt like people thought she was favoring her. Right. Okay. Um, Happy, it's International Women's Day today. Happy International Women's Day. Happy day to all women that are international. Yes. Yes. That's when we're recording it anyway. Yes. Okay, cool. So she did that and now she's getting a load and of shit everyone for like cheered and went, oh, and that was yeah. funny. Okay. Well, um, that was entertaining. Yeah. I mean, the Oscars are the Oscars. Didn't my, one of my favorite films of the year win an award? Um, the Silent Child. Call Me By Your Name. Must have. It's an amazing film. It has to win something. Bastards. I'm just checking. I don't yeah, but there was a diversity inclusive Oscars. Lady Bird didn't win anything. Probably not enough diversity in the hey, film. Hey, Dunkirk won though. Are you happy about that? Oh, really? Yeah. What did Dunkirk win? Uh, both sound editing and best sound mixing. Two are basically the same thing. Oh. Um. No, foreign language film, no. Supporting actress, no. Oh, who won best screenplay? Get out. You sure? Yeah. Best, best adapted screenplay was called my name, sorry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> yeah. won an award. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm happy now. <laughs> uh, best actor was Gary Oldman. Gary, old man. Yeah, that's it. I don't have a problem with Gary. I'm glad he's won an award. Just wish it could have been for something else. Yes, I've been watching a lot of Gotham, actually. Gotham. Yep. Uh, it's weird. It's weird. It's um, not really, they're not really focused on the fact that 
all the good guys are these like sort of <laughs> very conservative people and all the if you're like a goth or you're very liberal or something you're obviously a bad guy that's just uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit weird it's a bit, it's a bit political has flesh shown up yet to save his mum no, oh. no, I don't think it's very dark. I don't think it would mix with any of the other DC things. Flashpoint is pretty dark. No, this is dark, dark, like limbs and fingers and things being chopped off and eyes being scooped out of people's heads. And this is a CW show, is it not? Oh, no, it's a, sorry, it's a Fox show. Okay, interesting. Ah, see, that would make sense because that's why that would make sense. All the good guys are like these sort of uh, very conservative and very sort of they're fully armed. Their solution to everything is shoot the shit out of it, put an assault team together and. <laughs> And um, yeah. being funded by Trump, and and everyone's um, so far, everyone's heterosexual. Anyone that has any kind of um, different, anyone that's different, um, is turns out to be a bad guy. But yeah, like Victor Zaz, I think I'm pretty sure Victor Zaz was gay. Um, I'm pretty sure Bruce was originally, <laughs> yeah, originally, yeah, um, painted a different way. He hid it. He started hiding it. Mm. so yeah i mean sorry i just have it on in the background when i'm doing stuff because i really you don't need to pay attention to it at all it's like spoon feed central okay okay cool um so you have a note here what does that mean i have a who fake attacks fake attacks oh, i just thought we we're going to talk about these stupid things that the people started doing on twitter saying oh we went to a cinema and we got attacked when black panther came on people were saying it's not for you which is just fake this is the attacks. Now, this is what happened. People, loads of, on, <laughs> people couldn't handle the fact. And so all these like fake attacks were being reported on Twitter um, by uh, people saying, oh, I went to the cinema, by white people who went to the cinema, mm. who are politically inclined in a very radical, <laughs> you're old friends, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and them lot. So, um, and um, black people on Twitter were like, no, you're the people we want to, that should see this. Yeah. This is like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would anyone <laughs> attack you? This is, this is nonsense. So that was um, sad. Um, I wanted to talk about Syria. Should we get that out of the way? Go on. Because that's what you should do with an international humanitarian crisis. Just get it out of the way. I'm concerned and I don't want to um, talk about the politics, um, although they become very obvious when you look into it and everything we hear on the radio is just not quite right. It's tilted a certain direction, maybe because of, I I have no idea why, I'm not going to get into that. What I want to talk about is, I mean, we're three weeks, two, three weeks it's been since... um, more chemical weapons were used. We've had uh, chlorine and sarin and and just an unbelievable number of people killed. Do you have any idea what the stats are? No, I, I did hear... Uh, I didn't even hear it. I lied because it wasn't even on the news. I saw it. It might be on Twitter or something. Was it... Is that 500,000 recently, right? 500,000 people died? In the last six years, 500,000 people. 11,000 people uh, killed. I'd like to say killed, not died, because they didn't just fall over and die. How many were killed recently? Because there was something that happened. Five hundred in a chlorine attack. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. 
there are a load of documentaries um, that people might want to watch, but a lot of people might be thinking the same thing. I've, I mean, I've tried to talk to some people I know about this stuff. Mm. A lot of people are staying away from it. They don't want to watch it. They just feel it's something that we ignore. And I don't get it. And it's, it's frustrating me. So I'm going to talk about something else, if you'll indulge me for a, a couple on. of minutes. Go on. Have you ever heard of um, someone who you probably have never heard of? I'm going to guess that. Fritz Haber. No. Okay. This is the person that should, technically should be a household name. Now, uh, I remember when I was a vegetarian, yep. I used to talk all about how, you know, if you eat animals, it hurts mm. the world and yep. talk a load of shit. Yep. And uh, now I get it because I had some um, Harry's come to the door the other day. Really yeah. lovely, lovely people. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you eat meat now. What, what, what's happened to you? I said, I had a crisis of faith and I found another different happy place and I learned some truths about the world. Mm. And they were like, oh, but, 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 but. Anyway, I didn't. I just had to finish. It would have been a long conversation. <coughs> um, lovely people. Yeah. Now, so we eat food, yeah. Yeah. At what point do you think the world uh, will run out of food? Let me guess. Yeah. Food in general. Or- well, we currently can make enough food for the population of people on the planet. Yeah. Whether or not we manage to distribute that food to the people that need it is a completely different conversation. Okay. Um, but there is enough, we can make enough food. Now, the reason we can do that is because of something called the Harbour-Bosch nitrogen process. Mm. Now, the planet itself, as far as we know, could only sustain about five or six billion people. Mm. So we should have run out of food yeah? Yep. But we haven't because of this process, okay. which literally takes nitrogen out of the air to make fertilizer that we put onto fields to mm. rejuvenate the earth so we can grow enough food. If it wasn't enough, if it wasn't for this process, we would have run out of food. Mm. A third of the nitrogen in everyone's body, you could think of it this way, comes from this process. Okay. Yeah? So this guy that made this process, you think, yeah, household name, Fritz Haber? Well, no, because uh, he's also known as the father. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Should I repeat this? Yeah. He's known as the father of uh, chemical warfare. Okay. It's quite a title. Yes. On the 22nd of April, 1914, he was standing at Ypres in Belgium. Um, as the Germans rolled out the first ever chemical weapons attack on this planet, 167 tons of chlorine gas were emitted and it rolled across uh, Flanders and took out a lot of people whose you know lungs were burned. That they you know the lungs burn and then you you die in a really terrible, excruciating, painful way. After World War II, we said, yeah, this is a war crime. We shouldn't do this. These are now classified as weapons of mass destruction. And we said, mm, no more. Or Gary Oldman said, no more, never. And no more. And we will, we, yeah, all that shit, yeah? Yeah. And fast forward 50, 60 years after, you know, um, I mean, that was the First World War. Then there were some incidences in the Second World War. And we said, these are now illegal. We're going to say you're a war criminal if you use weapons like these. Okay. Okay. 
unless the Russians say it's okay. Because if the Russians say it's okay, yep. then in 2018, we will all just sit around, we'll watch war films and be happy about all the times when we said, no, never again. But, you know, over on another side of the planet, we'll carry on letting people do this thing that we've said is really sick and evil. Mm. So that's the thought I want people to have, to realize that we once said, yeah, First World War, Second World War, we, we got together, United Nations, and we said, no, this is not a thing we want to do. Mm. And now we're letting a country do this to its own people because the Russians said it's okay. <clears throat> so, I mean, I know I'm taking a lot of things out of context with the Russians, but you've got to watch some of the, I'd say before we have that conversation, watch a couple of documentaries. If you want to watch a couple of documentaries, uh, which I, I would say please do, because we owe it to other humans on this planet right now. The next generation is going to look back at us and say, what the fuck did you do when this was happening in your time? What did you do? Which is, uh, that's going to be difficult to face one day. So I'd say begin with, um, one, if you've got Netflix, begin with Cries from Syria, mm-hmm. um, which is fronted by um, the actress, what's her name? There's an actress at the beginning, but then the rest of it's in Arabic with subtitles. Okay. Um, then there's another short one uh, called The White Helmets. Seen it. Um, now this is actually not a disparaging reference towards the Russians. It is about a bunch of guys that wear white helmets that rush into freshly yes. bombed buildings to I've dig people this. out. Now, if you get a chance, if you've seen if you've seen the white helmet, you've seen the white helmet. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen that scene where the building falls on like everyone and they it can hear a baby? Yeah. And they're digging, 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 and they manage to pull a baby out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a guy holding the baby, looking up at a camera, mm. and everyone's trying to sort of grab the baby, and he's like, "Fuck off! Mm. Leave the baby alone! I'm going to yeah. take the baby out." Yeah. yeah. So that guy. Um, her, her, um, what's his name? Khalif Harar mm. or something. He, he, there's another film called The Last Men in Aleppo. Now, this is available on, uh, it was on BBC4, they might run it again, um, but it's available on US. This won an award last year, right? Something? I'm not sure. I think it, it needs to win more awards. I think, oh, I think it was Oscar nominated for a, as a yeah, documentary for this year. Yeah. Oh, was it this year? I, th- I don't know. This year or last year. <clears throat> sorry. So the the last yeah sorry it was this year this year yeah. did it win no 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 oh. uh, Icarus won obviously what's that Russians the doping scandal oh, okay fine because that's more important mm-hmm. than this mm-hmm. uh, this is one of their most phenomenal documentaries um, I've ever seen it was uh, they they take that guy from uh, White Helmets yeah um, and they follow him around. With no narration, they just follow him. You're just watching his life on a day-to-day basis, observing the conversations with his friends, with his family, his thoughts on the war, his like d- desire to suddenly sort of change his mind, changes his mind about certain things, um, and, and it's literally just about him um, and and you know his friends who are all members of the White Helmets, the Defense Force. Okay, um, so that's awesome. Uh, hell on earth I haven't seen that that's queued up next Born in Syria is a German documentary about them people uh, about the people that are trying to get into Europe that are being kicked out all over the place yeah. Salam Neighbor oh that was amazing that was two American kids mm. the guys that made Living on One Dollar which is another documentary from a couple of years I ago seen that, no. um, 
so these two kids went to uh, Zatari, Zatari, I think it's called, and it's the Turkish border refugee camp. Okay. And they tried to, they stayed, they, they stayed in town and then they went to the refugee camp every day and they just stayed there, filmed and lived with the people in this refugee camp to see what these, how these people are living, mm. how they're trying to start their life again. Uh, wow. That's, that's, they had no idea what they were in for when they went. They weren't even sure, you know, will people accept us or anything. Lovely, lovely documentary. Tapped in Zatari. The Zatari refugee camp came up. Yeah. Uh, it has 3.6 stars in Google reviews. What does? Zatari refugee camp. As, as, that's not bad. That's that's better than some play, some areas of Leicester. It's so strange. That's so 3.6 weird. 3.6 stars. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So, so I think I'll, I'll leave it there. There's a bunch of documentaries. Um, if, if you only have a chance to watch one or two, mm. I'd say watch Cries from Syria yep. and Last Men in Aleppo. Okay. And if you can watch one more, Salam Neighbor. Okay. Um, so, yes, uh, I just wanted to, to say those things. Yep, good. Someone needs to. Okay, glad. shall we move on? TV shows. <laughs> You've been um, obsessed with Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season five is out. Yeah, just about finishing this month. Yeah, I, I did get kind of obsessed with it. It's really good. It's it's because it's tied in so I'm closely with the movies. And so I got I Doctor Who do you on it? You did, except I'm struggling to okay. get past season one. It is hard. Season one's a little bit difficult. How far have you got? Let's episode four. Five from the <laughs> And it's not like they're just like they're 30 minutes long. They're like 40 something minutes long. So it's not like 30. If it was 30, but yeah, let's just leave it on, do something. That 10 extra minutes kills you. I know it does. It gets a lot better. Yeah. Just, just just, try and stay with it. If you can. Have you watched The Handmaid's Tale? Uh, uh, just, we talked about this. We talked about this first, yeah. last episode. I started uh, watching it. Okay. What do you think? Holy shit. Yeah. This thing is amazing. It is amazing. It is. It is like it's brain scoopingly amazing. Mm. It's the guts of of what society can become, and it's a lovely, lovely. That is not a good description. It is a really awful <laughs> description <laughs> of of, of uh, or exploration, I should say, of this parallel universe that currently exists in places like Iran. Yeah. Yeah. With the you know Iranian National Guard or whatever they're called mm. controlling how people live etc. Um, and it's a it's a exploration of what would that be like if it happened here now to us. Mm. Yeah, that's that's it was powerful stuff. I can see why it's winning awards. Yeah, I, season two. Yeah, are you watching it? It's on my queue, like of okay. things to watch. I want to carry on watching it. You have to watch it with your other half. Okay. Um, it it's it's probably slightly traumatic for um some women to watch if okay. if people are of a sensitive disposition okay um but still necessary in many ways okay it's yeah yeah season two hasn't started yet i don't think it's coming out coming out coming out is it okay it was it was on bbc something yeah or channel four i don't know it'll come, channel four yeah and it'll come again okay uh, I finally got to the end of The Good Place. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. What did you think? A little bit predictable towards the end. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I sort of realised where it was going. Yep. Um, but I, I'm glad that they did what they did with it. Mm. Uh, it's very interesting. Mm. And now it feels like Ted Danson's worth the money. Yes. Uh, when you say you got to the end, you've seen all of season two, yeah? Yeah. What? Yeah. Season two. Yeah. Yes. When did you watch it last? Well, I've watched all of it that's out. There's no more left to watch. So if that's one and two, then I've seen one and two. Because it used to release one every week. No. Well, no. I've got to the end of okay. a thing. Fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. It's a good show. Um, Surprisingly good. Yeah. Yeah. Considering it's, it's subject matter. I'm, I think I'm going to watch it again. You watch it again? I, I think I'm going to have to because um, basically the story kicks off around about episode five or six. Okay. The first four or five episodes are like directed by uh, maybe, I don't know, the producer or something. <laughs> the director and writer went on holiday and said, well, we'll be back around episode five or six. Okay. And, and up till then, it's kind of a bit slow, slow moving. You're right. Stretching my backside. Stretching your backside. Sure. I'm not sure what you just said. <laughs> you just move it around strangely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the story kicks off around episode around about episode five or six. Yeah. And it goes crazy. And initially, I thought I I called it a, uh, you know like a a, a poor um, poor man's Blade Runner. Kind of, yeah. Um, although really that probably should be the other way around because it's I should disparage rich people not poor people <laughs> rich man's better <laughs> so it's not it's not this is uh, a, a re-envisioning of this world that people like Ridley Scott and Philip K. Dick and uh, William um, what the hell is his name which one William H. no Neuromancer Goldman, Golding, Gold, something. Goldman Sachs. No. Anyway, Mr. Neuromancer. Okay. Um, envisioned these crazy worlds yep. with radical um, architecture. And then you have stories like The Matrix, which were inspired by Neuromancer and people going into these other worlds and existing in two places. And then you have Philip K. Dick's crazy books, which explore the human condition as it cr- interacts with technology. Yep. A lot of people are criticizing altered carbon. I think it's amazing. It's mm. more of a, an ex- expression of who we probably would be, even though it's in many ways a caricature. People are having, oh, people are saying, oh, why does it have to be? It's like, why are the women all sexualized and all this stuff? And mm. it's like, well, no, 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 just watch it first. Yeah. Yeah. Watch mm. it first all the way through, then criticize it and have that conversation. Okay. It's, it's, it's good. Watch, I'd say just watch that now. It's some, again, it's something about someone list as well. Um, it's a long ass list. I've got stuff on there from about two years ago. <laughs> no shit. All right. Should we talk about movies? Uh, I'm going to let you take Shape of Water and then I will join in and then we will get oh, to... Oh, do you do Shape of Water first? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. Unless you're going somewhere with this. No. Okay, go on. Going where? As in like, if it's supposed to be that way. No, no, I just moved it. Uh, Shape of Water. So we came out of the cinema, Shape of Water. Uh, I sort of seen it before watched it and loved it and watched it again loved it again and it just 
I, I knew something was going to happen at the Oscars with this film. This is such a brilliant, unique, original, timely film. And it's by Guillermo, who's so good at balancing the good and the bad and the darkness that's both in society and a part of us. And everything Guillermo is in this film. It's like, he's amazing. What was interesting as well, it it covered the topic of... It was uh, uh, an allegory for um, acceptance of different people, I guess. You fucked a fish? Yeah. Um, and so, it, yeah, it is very relevant to what it is, but I just... I couldn't... <laughs> found it really boring yeah so this is this is this was the interesting part of it was i left the cinema going wow amazing i wish you'd make films all the time yeah and you were like mm, meh. yeah 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 and i know i shouldn't have felt that way because no you feel how you feel this is part but of but i don't know why i felt that way because i i know it was a good film if that makes sense but it it didn't feel like one okay so to a certain extent Guillermo's films are a little bit crazy which is fine and they do have a faint whiff of films that love the smell of their own farts yep yep to, to coin a south park scene <laughs> that we both love if you're not sure what i'm talking about please look up south park pretentious farts yes <laughs> <laughs> i love that scene um so yeah i i see where you're coming from it's they're not yeah okay i can this sounds really weird. By the way, I'm sitting on a leather chair. So when I make this sound, that's the me on the leather chair arm. It's not, I'm not slapping anybody's buttocks. I'm not slapping my co-host's bare skin. <laughs> Just realize how odd that sounds. So, are you done talking about that? But your bare skin. I could yeah. never be done talking about your bare skin. Your bare skin. You got a bare skin. Next, next. So I don't know if you saw this thing. There was this thing uh, trending on Twitter over the weekend uh, about black representation movie posters. Did you see this? <laughs> no. Oh, you, do you click on the link? I'm about to. Okay. So click on the link and then, uh, and then we could talk about it. Uh, I thought I just created the... Black- <laughs> oh, well, that's interesting. Mm. And the tagline or the caption for hey. these posters, yeah, uh, they're all the same. And it's probably one of the best things I've seen in a long time. It says, "If you're sub- so okay, so let me put the paint the picture. If you haven't seen these posters, they've uh, recreated famous movie posters. So they've got Harry Potter, uh, and TV show, sorry, Skins, Titanic, um, and uh, Doctor Who, nice, um, Skyfall, and what they've done, they've replaced whoever's supposed to be on the poster with black performers. So the tagline for each of the posters says, if you're surprised, it means you don't see enough black people in major roles. Awesome. Um, Which is very true for the most part. You know, a lot of people will often see a film like this and they will say the line that me and Gush will quote a lot on this show is, uh, what does he say? It's not for me. Um, (laughs) Or I don't watch those kinds of films. Oh, that's that's the best. I don't watch those kind of films. Um, really? Please explain the kind of <laughs> films you don't watch. Describe them. And it, uh, it's... This is a very short point, but I think what we're about to talk about 
beautifully summarizes this entire topic in however long we're going to be talking about it for. Um, Captain America sidekick Black Panther. <laughs> Um, which leads us to talk about this. Yeah. Um, probably one of the one of the best Marvel films, not the best Marvel film, but one of the best Marvel films uh, that's that have been birthed from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> wow, um, that was very visual. <laughs> uh, Black Panther. The way you said it, it was also very sort of violent and visual. It was like, <laughs> wow. Okay. We watched this film. Uh, for the first time last week. Many times. Uh, we watched it twice, didn't we? Yes. Always twice, yeah. I had to watch it many times because there are many sides. Many sides. To this film. Yes. Okay. Um, and it was funny. I was talking about this yesterday with someone. And we said this at the end of the last episode as well. And we said that even if it's a shit film, it doesn't matter. Because the fact that we have this kind of film that has these performers in them that represent people of color in a positive light and on this kind of stage and platform is a wonderful thing. And whether or not it was a good or bad film, the fact that they had this platform to have this film is better than anything else. Um, But we were not even surprised. We knew it would be a good film and we were even more surprised when we came out of it and was like, what did we just watch? It was amazing. Uh, It was a wonderful experience. Um, the first time I went to watch it, uh, it um, was excellent. I think you watched, you watched, you were in the show and just before me. Yeah. Um, and um, it was an amazing sight. I'd never seen that cinema so full. Oh, um, that was nice. Which was amazing to see. Unlike, you know, some other films. Yeah. Or some of other of those films. God damn it to hell. Yeah. Um, so yeah. well, that's that's the nice that's the most powerful thing about it that it is that I think it's filling out cinemas because it's inside the Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe. Yeah. If it was just a separate film, it probably maybe may not have as much of an effect. That's sort of helped amplify its effect. Yeah. Um and, and there's more to it, but we're gonna talk about that now. Okay. Yeah. So um why don't you start? because uh, my points are kind of all over the place. Yeah, I can see that. It's great. Yes, the good film starring Boss Man. Bozman. Sorry. I do know some Russians and they're very... Some, some, some Russians are my best friends. <laughs> I had some notes in here. So all yours. Hey, it's found them. <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Over to Yeah, no, I was going to say... Um, yeah, they... I think they've been very clever about this. They they situated um, Wakanda um, very nicely on the map in Eastern Africa. They they you know they, there's like a there's a if you look on the map there's actually a lake and a mountain and um, um, it mixes with the current affairs because it's kind of near uh, southern Ethiopia and South Sudan and northern Kenya and there's conflict in some of these areas. So it it nicely merges with actual problems in the real world which people ignore um so that, so that, that was quite nice yeah uh, also what was really lake turkana which is near is um one of the places where um it's where one of the oldest uh hominid or human fossils was dug up okay 
So that was also a, a nice thing about how they located it. And apparently they've located it there on previous maps in previous Marvel movies, mm. which makes it nice. Because um, they've been planning this for a while. So yeah, I was just going to go over some history and and sort of say people don't really understand why this film is so relevant. A lot of people like saying stupid things. Uh, the, the Daily Show's Trevor Noah made a, made a very funny point. Mm. <laughs> he said... He was criticizing people complaining, saying, well, what if they just made films with just white people in them? Trevor Noah was like, yeah, they're called movies. <laughs> <laughs> we call them movies, which, is, which comes back, you've already made the point with your posters. <laughs> it's the same point. Um, <clears throat> that there is something else um, um, happening here that, that's Im- Im- important to understand. And, and it goes back to, uh, things like the history, people don't, people don't understand that. And I've talked about this before, so I'll leave you to talk about the other things in a minute. Yeah, I, I've just, you know, there's more of this in uh, that Pantone problem um, episode. 48, yeah. The dual episode that we did. Uh, but but the progress of uh, many states in Africa, mm. certainly on the, on the um, West Coast, was stopped because 12.5 million people that we know of that were not internally enslaved in Europe were shipped across the planet as slaves. It's like, oh, to what slavery again? Why are you talking about slavery? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think this is going to go away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, because it's important to understand the institutional effect mm. that that had. Mm. So what people don't understand, stupid people, it's like, this is not the film's not about oh they made Black Panther because he's black and he's a superhero for, yep. he's a superhero for the black people. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. No, no, no. We've got Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. happy with Luke Cage. Yeah. Luke Cage is cool. If there's only one Luke Cage, yep. This is like this is not about Black Panther. This mm. is about what basically what it represents. It no, and what it represents is it's about Wakanda. Hmm. It's about Wakanda. Mm. And what it's about is the arrested development of an entire part section of humanity because of the color of their skin in Mm. many cases. And so Wakanda represents what could have been Mm. the city they don't have. Okay, yeah, there's alien shit in there and making it all nice. But this is a dream that people can't even bring themselves to imagine because there are generations that are born into a society where there is an expectation of what they will probably end up with when they look around. Mm. They don't see the things you see if you're from, I mean, we, we see it's a privilege that we have as Asians. Mm. Yeah. We look at, Oh, the richest man in the UK looks me mental. It was an Indian and mm. Indians have all these businesses and stuff. And like there, there are people from other backgrounds that don't have even that privilege of, yeah. Oh, that's someone like me. That means I could do more. It changes. It changes you. So that this is why it's important. It's about Wakanda. I, I think gone. It's that what you just said there is is just that I think I can't imagine what it must feel like for a young black kid growing up in this era. And having a superhero like this and being able to play with action figures like Black Panther, <laughs> seeing comic books with Black Panther on the cover, seeing films, massive films like this with Black Panther on the poster. As a mainstream central as character. A, as a mainstream yeah. character. Yeah. 
He's growing up. This, these kids are growing up with this character they can relate to and not just playing with, you know, Spider-Man or Captain America. They're playing with action figures that they can relate to and said, I want to be like him when I'm older or I want to represent him and all this kind of stuff. That yes. is more than and anything else, I think, uh, above everything else, that is probably one of the best things that's come out from this film. Um, I think growing up as a kid, even now, like I can't even think of anybody that represents Indians in a in a good light, apart from Amitabh Bachchan, maybe. We have Bollywood, no? And Kumail, maybe. He's not Indian. Yeah, I know, but still. Wow. He's the closest thing that we have, right? <laughs> Let us have it. Do you know how angry other Indians would be? Indians Indi- Indians be crazy. Well, we're all one people, right? We were once. And then there was this man. And that man caused us our darkest hour. Anyway. Okay. A separate podcast. So, yeah. Um, my notes are kind of, kind of fragmented, so... Um, yeah, yeah, go for it. I kind of go all over the place. All right, so I was going to say I like, I like I love the stuff in this film. I love the symbolism for a new Africa. I think they've veered away from uh, certain things, which I'll come to in my, mm-hmm. my next section. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the fact that they had positive symbolism for women, powerful women. There was a woman who was the most powerful warrior. Well, well that was the thing. I think that what that's one of the things that was so good about the film is we're not just talking about ticking boxes here. They covered all of their bases in such a good way. They're talking about you know, powerful women fighting societal biases in Africa. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and also the fact that these women's weren't, weren't just side pieces. These women's, these women's, they kicked the shit out of the dudes. They was like Willard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that was what was so good about it. But not only, so I was listening to, um, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast. One of the podcast. Why do you do this to yourself? What, Kevin Smith? Bloody. All right. Why am I following Kevin Smith? No, uh, uh, who, who is he? Kevin Smith is director of Clex. He's such a dickhead. He almost died, man. All right? (laughs) Just laugh. We're all dying. We're all dying. You say it as if no one else is going to die. Anyway. All right. So you said he uh, he was talking about um, him and his wife went to watch the film. I hate you so much. Him and his uh, wife went to watch the film and uh, his wife absolutely loved the film. Uh, And she was brought to tears because... Not only was it such a good film for people of color, but it was also uh, 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 an amazing film for women. Because yes, yes. Yeah. They made a James Bond cue and it's a woman. Yes. Yeah, also. literally. Yeah. Uh, and uh, actually, I was, I was reading something else about how um, she was, or she Letitia. is. Letitia. Shu- uh, Suri. Letitia. Yeah. She is uh, the smartest. Have you seen a freestyle? She's amazing. Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. I saw yeah, it on your Twitter view. Yeah, go on. Um, she's smarter than Tony Stark. Her IQ is higher than Tony Stark's. Oh, as a character? Yeah. That's awesome. Which is really interesting to know. Um, she has got some lines. Yeah. But she's also, I didn't even, it didn't even click until after I'd watched it, but she was in that last episode of the new season of Black Mirror. Have you seen this? Uh, I can't remember. Black Museum, it's called. Okay. I um, don't know if I think I've seen it. But she was in that as well. Um, but this this film so you, you, you were about to go and you, you probably finished what you were talking about symbolism for New Africa yeah no, that, which is which is so nice because they've thought about well we don't just want to make a film that that plays on African cliches although there, there was a little bit of that hmm. um, not too much it was a nice salute to uh, many African languages and 
cultures mainly zosa i think uh in fact there's an older language mm. uh which i forgot the name of um that zosa came from and the words from that language are all words with clicks mm. but that language was for a bunch of people that survived for 36,000 years mm. and then were wiped out by the british Fantastic. 200 years ago yeah anyway that we'll come back to that on another podcast um <coughs> so, well done britain <laughs> um so, yeah, they're challenging uh, things that are norms in Africa that that are troubling. Um, so, yeah, they, they 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 sort of explored the whole. We have to do this because it's custom, versus what do you really feel is right, mm. which is a big problem. We we experience this problem in Asian culture, mm. and you know it, it, it's common in many African cultures. Mm that you just kind of do what you're supposed to do in society. Otherwise everyone looks down upon you. Mm. And two of us are like proper haram really, really. Yes, these days. basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, or, or at least we're seen that way by yes. many other people because yeah. we don't conform, mm. um, which is about the only thing we have in common. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. 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 Where we, we, we are conforming nonconformists. Yeah. So, <laughs> Which is the best type of nonconformist? Um, okay, I've written relevance for industrial marketing might of Hollywood. Yeah, uh, well, you've you've just talked about this. Uh, how are they targeted black black youth outside yes. of Africa yep. with the perspective of Africa? Mm-hmm. They've targeted the black youth inside Africa mm-hmm. with that self image and image uh, uh, expanding their own self image. They look at a film and they see people with their accent. Mm various versions of their accent. Mm. Uh, I think... Who didn't go home and do those accents? Have you seen this thing on Twitter called the Mbaku Challenge? No. There have been people yeah. uh, reenacting the scene when we first see Mbaku. Yeah. It's just so funny. It's just hilarious. Like, a bunch of people... This is, sounds really deep today. Yeah, I've turned you up because people say, I'm loud. And you're no. not. Yeah. No. I've turned myself down, but it's still loud. But I can't tell because I can hear my own voice in my head because that's kind of what happens. Yeah. Anyway, so people are on Twitter doing this challenge thing and it's yeah. just hilarious. Like you see uh, just hundreds of people, thousands of people trying to do this thing and some of them are completely on point. It's so good. Um, that's a, not a, one of my notes. Okay, but I'll watch fun. it. Go um, but let's talk about Killmonger for a second, right? Killmonger's okay, character. This is so interesting. Eric Killmonger. Um, let's just call him that. Eric Stevens, Killmonger. Um, is it Eric Stevens? I'm assuming it's Eric Stevens. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Eric Stevens. Is that right? It is Eric Stevens. Letitia Wright. Is her name Wright? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Eric Stevens, Killmonger, um, is a compelling character. Right now, he represents. He represents. Uh, I, I suppose to me, uh, I'm not sure if you'll agree. He represents kind of everything that is. He's taken upon himself. Uh, to undo the wrongdoings of everything that's happening to, I suppose, black people in America right now. Um, He's got a very difficult, difficult role. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's very easy to see him as an anti-hero. Yes. Um, He was a man who was wronged. His father was murdered, essentially. Um, And he did what he thought was right. His, the people around him were being 
essentially slaughtered, taken away, locked up, uh, his father taken away from him. All he saw was tragedy from the, his very early age. And, you know, he joined the army, did all this stuff. And he obviously had in his head that he was one day going to return to Wakanda or not return or kind of avenge his dad and become king of Wakanda. Um, this guy follows the archetypal story of what a hero is. Um, he sees tragedy and he's trying to work yes, his yes, whole yes, life. This yes. is Batman. We're talking about Batman here. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly what Batman did. He saw tragedy when he was a child yeah. and he worked his entire life trying to build himself up, his 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 uh, emotions, his mental strength, his physical strength, everything, trying to become everything that caused his parents' uh, uh, demise, I guess, everything that kind of tried try to prevent that. Yes. Uh, and this is Killmonger. Um but he was painted as a villain. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes and no. If he, okay, not in Wakanda so much, but if this was, it, say if we t- it took place uh, back in Los Angeles and he was running around the streets. I'm with you right up until he takes the throne. And okay. then the next thing he does is declare war. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. effect, unnecessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's when he that's when it turns into extremism. Yeah. Um everything he does up, up until that point, yeah, definitely, absolutely. But then when he declares war, that's when it's like, okay, cool. Let's step away from here now. Uh that's when you've kind of stepped the line. Yeah, I, I think there's some I think we're a bit being a bit cloudy with morals, because I mean, you know, to get the stuff from that museum, he just, just fucking kills everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Um and and but by this point he's too far gone. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I agree with you in that yes, that's his journey. So he could have and so this is that would make actually make a more interesting film. Mm. If he'd done that entire journey and kept his like some kind of balance mm. and so he hadn't just become a random murderer and a stereotype Hollywood bad guy who just mm. kills people. Mm. If he'd come all the way through and then decided to execute economic war, mm. this turns into a completely different film. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. We just improve. We'll just make it again. Step. Yeah, let's do it. With Indians. <laughs> <laughs> there are many films <sighs> with Indians. All right, shall I go? You go. Uh, so, one of the recent incarnations of Wakanda was from... Uh, uh, two comic artists and story writers, uh, Roxanne Gay and Yona Harvey, mm. uh, who wrote who, and drew and created the uh, Black Panther, The World of Wakanda, which is published in 2016, uh, which was a massive influence for uh, some of the visuals in this film. Uh, is that cool? Yeah. You know, it's not cool. Two of the characters they created yeah. um, were lesbians. Okay. They were kind of in the movie, but they didn't make any reference to them because it's like maybe just one thing they didn't want to cover. Mm. There's something worse than that. These two weren't even invited to the uh, to the premiere. Interesting. <laughs> they were not invited. Why? I don't know. It's really odd. So this, this is annoying. Um, and it feels like a missed opportunity for representing something that's 
majorly wrong in Africa more than anywhere else. In uh, I wouldn't say more than anywhere else because they stone, they still stone people in Iran. But um, one of the worst places in the world, uh, you know, if you look at states like Uganda, hmm. where it's a terrible life for you if you are gay. Hmm. It's something that they did not cover in this movie. I, I would want to see a sequel where the entire film is covering this bullshit that goes on all yep. over Africa. Yep. Um, but they, they, they stayed away from that. And I think that was a, a terrible missed opportunity. But I guess you can't cover everything. They still made it rain. Yes. I put my hands in the air when I say that. I don't know why. Let's talk about Black Panther's suit for a second, right? Um, this is something that I picked up from uh, it was a Twitter moment or something, but it really kind of stuck with me I really like this go on what, what you're about to say oh, okay um, his so Black Panther's suit okay so if you haven't seen it it's not really a spoiler his suit absorbs energy um, kinetic energy is that right uh, and so when um, he's hit he basically absorbs the shock if he's shot at absorbs that everything that's thrown at him he absorbs uh, he's taking on everything, basically. Um, what's cool about this, and it didn't, it didn't register really when I watched it, is he's the king of Wakanda. Um, and not, I'm going to fuck this up, I know him. Um, so help me out here. Um, he's the king of Wakanda. So he's uh, on the kind of most obvious level, he's taking on everybody's burdens, right? Yes. Um, he is representing everything that is wrong with not just our world, but I guess everything that's going on within the film. Um, do you, am I articulating this correctly? Yeah, no, keep going. There's no right or wrong. Just he, um, it, it was an amazing kind of metaphor for kind of taking on the struggle of his people. And, when he's kind of charged up his suit and he lets everything go, what he's doing in that very moment is he's almost liberating his people every time he does that. Um, okay, so the reason I, I saw you, you tweet this and write this note and stuff, yeah. and I'm gonna, I would say I'd take it a step further. Okay. And I would say that something that we learn how to do when we live in the West. If you're a brown person or a black person living in the West, yep. you learn a skill very early in life, mm. and that is to keep your mouth closed. Mm. You will hear, you hear, grow up hearing shit, hearing stupid comments and ignorance around you. Initially, depending on your personality, if you're like me, you just end up fighting with people. <laughs> uh, I soon realized that goes to a bad place, so I stopped doing that and learned what more intelligent people learn <laughs> earlier than me, which is just keep your mouth closed, make a fucking podcast. Or, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 Deal with it in a different way mm. um, because we live in a society where you have to take that shit and stabilize yourself. Keep it inside. Don't, it, it will never go away, but it needs another outlet. And his suit is actually a manifestation of that skill. Mm that he takes this shit and it's suspends that energy in his suit yep. until he's prepared to use it in yep. the right place yep. at the right time. Yep. That is an amazing metaphor. Yes. That's beautiful. Yep. 
I, I didn't realize that until you you sent it on the thing, and yeah. I was like, oh yes. Um, literally, that's how I said it. Oh yes. Um, where to start with this? So there was a video that I saw, and I said this to you probably a couple of days after we watched the film. Was the his interview on the Breakfast Club? Uh, with oh yeah, Shalom in the guard, and I'll be honest, I didn't watch all of that. No, it's fine. I, he, that guy grates on you after a while. He's um, he's a bit of a knob. We should do an American accented episode. Why the whole episode? Do you think? Yeah. How that work? I don't know. We'll just do our American accents. Okay. Of whatever area of America we want to just do a generic American accent. Yeah, and then promote it in America. Okay. Break America that. by just doing anyway. And then we should do one in Indian accent and then promote that in America, in India. Well, we're already big in India. Are we? Yeah, because of our name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, that's true. <laughs> we found out that our, podca- our, our, our site name and podcast name is very similar to another site that people in India go to to watch Indian porn. Yes. So we're getting a lot of accidental hits from people that are like, this is not naked pussies. Yes. Where are the boobies? Yep. Um, Thanks, people. Thanks, our people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so Chadwick Boseman went on on this radio show, Breakfast Club, and um, there were these two two parts I kind of took out from. I'm sure there were things that I could probably have picked out, but these were the Obviously, the most important ones. Um, there was a quote that came from it and that said, it was a question from someone, uh, or it was a statement from someone that said, Marvel should donate 30% of its profits to the black community. Oh, was that from that interview? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sway. Uh, Sway show? Sway. Is that what he said? Is that the show it was on? No, no, no. It was on, this is on, you know Charlemagne the God? Okay. You know who he is? It's probably a good thing. He's just a, no. he's a cocky dude who thinks he's the shit. Cocky dudes? Cocky dudes. All right. Um, and then there was another quote that said, it's a black film with black actors bringing in money to white people at Disney. <laughs> I'm going to go back to what we started with here. Oh, um, really? It, I don't understand the donating 30% of its profits to the black community. It, right. It didn't. I don't know who said this quote, right? I don't know who said this, this thing. I I have this feeling. I I do understand where the sentiment comes from yeah, because yeah, I watch yeah. these documentaries on Syria and think, technically, these people are capitalizing on the deaths of thousands of people, hmm. but they're not yeah. because that's how media works. Yes, people need to make money with it, and that's exactly what so Chadwick they, said. Yeah, yeah, said Thank that. You. Like, we're making money. Like this, these are our jobs. Yeah, you're not. I'm not going to go to to my job and start giving away fifty percent of my earnings to the Indian community. <laughs> that's not. That's not how it works. This, this is their job. They've worked hard to yes, get yes, in this yes. position. The fact that they're in this position to begin with is fucking amazing. Yeah. And so, not saying that they shouldn't give any of their money away to to black community. That's their that's their choice. That's their prerogative. Like if they want to do that, they can do that. But they shouldn't be forced to do that. That's not their job. Their job is making a film, making sure that they're represented. Their community is represented. That in itself is the best charity that you can do. Um, almost. Um, but the whole thing about it being a black film with black actors and giving money to the white people at Disney. Uh, yeah. 
you know, we don't know who's behind those doors. Um, well, it doesn't matter, does it? I mean, no, but the fact that this film is being made at all, I'm going to go back to that first point that we've made, is is an amazing thing, and that should be the only thing that matters. What difference would it make if it was black executives at Disney? Yeah. In, in that situation, it doesn't actually make a difference. It's still money no. going into some huge corporation. Yeah. It's just, that's the real problem. Yes. Oh, okay, fine. Um, it, it's conflation of two very unrelated, not unrelated, two very different arguments. Yes. Okay. I've got two more points here. Well, two Go for it. kind of massive points. Um, you've heard the soundtrack uh, the with Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Um, so there's two separate soundtracks. There. So obviously there's a score that was done by uh, Ludwig Goransson, who was a Swedish producer. Um, he's worked very closely with Childish Gambino and made some of his albums with him. Uh, he's brilliant at what he does. Um, odd that they would choose him to make a film like this because he's white. Just trying to figure that out because everything else was done with that. But that's fine. Anyway, he did a good job with this. Cool. Yeah, I don't think it was... Um... Well, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Okay. No. Anyway, so he he made it. He did a good job. I'm not going to take it for him. He did an amazing job. But what we want to talk about is uh, Kendrick's album. Wow, that's so good. Um, there's one song, two two songs on there that, that are my favorite. But I've I've picked one out because we could talk all day about this. Um, the song uh, is called Seasons. Um, and there's a verse in there. So th- the way I describe this album to people when I talk about it is, it is an extension of Black Panther. It is the, it is the, it is the part of the film that they can't talk about because of the restrictions of its certification. Yes. Um, yeah. It discusses the things that are plaguing, um, the black community around the world, uh, predominantly in America. Um, and it elocutes it in such a wonderful way that puts it in the context of Black Panther that makes it even more exciting and interesting and powerful. Um, so then there's, uh, I don't want to read the whole verse out, but uh, in the, in the song uh, seasons, there's a, there's a verse towards the end. Um, and it just kind of talks about the kind of everyday struggle that black people go through kind of, uh, and try to pick a lineup. That's, I don't even know where to, well, I'm reading the I'm reading these lyrics. Yep. And I've got a question. Go on. Are you one of these people that's gonna say that N-word? No. <laughs> that's why I'm trying I'm trying to find a sentence that doesn't have <laughs> Okay. But just I mean what I would what I would recommend is that you go and listen to this album. You go and listen to these songs and uh, some of them fine. Some of them are kind of fun little songs that kind of extend and give us little backstory about these characters. But some of these songs have a, a much more nuanced meaning and give us context around the history of these of these characters and uh, I guess black people. Um, but the outro to this song was was probably one of my favorites, uh, and it says, "I am T'Challa. I am Killmonger." One world, one God, one family celebration. Um, that to me was brilliant because you could tell when T'Challa meets Killmonger, yes, he initially, initially he's angry, but when Killmonger falls, there's almost that shit. Like we could have done this together kind of reaction. Um, 
but this album is wonderfully reflective of the things that they can't talk about in a Disney Marvel film. Um, uh, and so I just kind of, I, I highly recommend yes. everybody to go listen to this. If you're a fan of the film and you understand what it's about and you're woke-ish, um, you will understand this album and you can appreciate it as well. Woke-ish is also the title of Marlon, Marlon Wayans, Wayans new, stand-up um, new stand-up video. Yeah. It's good. It's good-ish. <laughs> okay. Yep. They've got some issues. He's got some issues with gay people, it seems. Interesting. And, and the best thing ever seems to have happened. Mm. His daughter's gay. Huh. It's, it's worth watching. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of the Wayans family. Mm. I'm not a big fan of Marlon Wayans. What's, what's, the, what's his issue? But the gay thing I think with Marlon specifically there's a slight maturity problem but a lot of people relate to him because there is an entire generation of Americans that miss, missed out on uh, a certain uh, missed out on education missed out on schooling missed out on being able to appreciate certain things because they had access to nothing they almost grew up grew up pre-internet they grew up i i grew up pre-internet technically um but i was a techie which means i had an internet connection before everyone else had an internet connection it was just like one of those crazy things everyone's like you're doing what i'm sending an email who too is a guy another guy (laughs) he's the other guy that i can send an email to um because i'm old uh so i i kind of understand I can't excuse the things, some of the things that he says, which I didn't like. Yeah. Um, but I can see how they're funny to a certain generation, and I can see he's trying to make an effort. It's it's goodish. Okay, I'll take a look at that. Okay. I think above all else, this film. Um, it's what what I appreciate about this film is uh, we kind of spoke. It's kind of similar to how we spoke about Coco last episode. Is it's a film that's somewhat accessible to yeah. basically everyone, not yeah. just um, people who aren't fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but people who are just general movie, moviegoers and, and um, everybody. This film is literally for everybody. Um, it's an accessible film. Um, but what it also does is it, it doesn't alienate people who aren't familiar with the character. I would hope not. No. Um, but it... Even if you ha- if you've never seen any of the Marvel films before, yes, it doesn't matter because this works amazingly as a standalone film, and there's very few Marvel films that do that. Yeah. Um, and what we have here is a film that al- sorry, no, is a film that allows the character of Black Panther to stand alone outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and not just be. A side character, or a, how did you say it? Captain America sidekick, Black Panther. <laughs> Full title. Yes. Um, it allows Black Panther to stand outside of the Avengers arc. Um, and he's now become a central character within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's an amazing thing for, for that to happen. Um, this film tackles all sorts of things, kind of talking about... Um, 
you know, the, the sins of our fathers and how we're going to deal with that going forward, how the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be affected. Um, this, to me, and I'm not sure if you agree or not, is I, I believe this is the actual turning point of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In the Infinity War trailer... Okay, how do you, how do you, how do you mean? What so, turning point? I don't understand. In the Infinity War trailer, okay, so on, on a number of levels. Obviously, yep. the fact that we have this character as, uh, along with uh, Letitia's character um, who has a higher intellect than Tony Stark. We have these new characters that have been introduced to us, right? In the Infinity War trailer, we can see what is probably arguably the African plains. So we know that this, we know that Wakanda has a prominent kind of uh, a role in the films going forward. Okay. We know that the vibranium comes from here, right? That obviously is a massive part of what we're going to see. Um, Captain America's new shield made from vibranium. Black Panther in the Infinity War trailer has some kind of exchange with someone when he's talking about Captain America. Yeah. There's also things that was linked that have been linked to. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, this so why film. is that a turning point? What's, what's changed? If we hadn't had this film, yeah, we would have very little context as to what happened in between Age of Ultron and Infinity War. Unless you watch Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. But not everyone can sit through season one. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I see what, what you're coming interesting from. to see, it, actually. Now. It, it be, sets the scene for yes. Infinity War. Okay. What will be interesting to see is yes. uh, if any of Black Panther characters uh, show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, my money is in Letitia Wright. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, so yeah, uh, not the best Marvel film from a Marvel standpoint, but one of the best Marvel movies. Yes, absolutely. It, definitely my top three. Um, it was awesome. Okay. Yes. Cool. I don't have anything else. Neither do I. I think I covered everything. What's coming up? What we've got next week, week after? What are you watching next? Well, happy International Women's Day. Yes. Uh, if you haven't started watching it already, uh, today, as we're recording, Jessica Jones is being released, um, which is a good oh, day to read. It's today. Oh, my goodness, it's today. Yes, it's 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 perfect day to release it. Of course. Excellent. If you want something to watch to celebrate... Well, I can't say that. Can I celebrate women? Just celebrate women generally, yeah, but in the right way. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get hashtags. You're going to yes. So, um, okay. So, quick rundown: of what's coming up? Okay. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yes. Which is out sixteenth. Is she Punjabi? Vikandara. No. Uh, oh. You know who she is, right? Vikandara. She was an ex machina. Yeah, I know who she is. Okay. She's not a Punjabi. Pacific Rim Uprising? Uh, so, 
I wasn't excited when I heard there was another Pacific Rim film, yeah. but I suddenly became excited when I realized that the Finn was in it. Yes, as a, the the lead character. I think his son, Idris's son. Okay. Um. So that's that's uh, yeah, it's good. Bit of anime. Oh, I still want to do this anime episode. Have you seen Netflix's new menus? What do you mean? They've got new full screen menu things. As you go down the showcase, when it goes to a selected on what thing exactly. on Fire on TV, Netflix on Xbox, Fire TV, Apple TV, Fire. I'm guessing they'll roll it out to all the interfaces. And it goes to like full screen uh, characters and they, like the main characters. It's just cool. I thought we should mention it because we're the official Netflix review podcast. Uh, there isn't much coming out to be honest with you between now and. Not until May, majorly anyway. Jessica oh, Jones. Oh no! Also, uh, we'll keep us going. Um, honorable mention: Avengers was pushed a week forward, April twenty seventh. Okay, so we'll get to experience that. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. All right. Well, if you like this, hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're on uh, shit. We're on iTunes, Overcast, Acast, Stitcher. Still on Stitcher. Podbean. If you even use that to listen to things, because apparently some people do. What the hell? Um, are we going to be on Spotify at all? Do you want to be on Spotify? Don't know. I've got to talk to you about some distribution channels. Cool. Um, distribution channels. And uh, we're on movieville.org as always, but we haven't updated the website in a long time. Check out the existing Movieville sessions on youtube.com slash whatever it is. Um, new episodes to be following at some point. Uh, I've been Corinne. <laughs> Oh, I've been Cashel. See um, you in four. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>